0: What's up, guys? I'm Sky.
1: And I'm Kamisha.
0: Welcome to Multiversatility
1: University. M-U. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Multiversatility University. Today, we are welcoming art educator Michelle Mullins Means to the mic. Michelle is an art educator currently working in Ohio. She received dual degrees from Case Western University and the Cleveland Institute of Art. In addition, she has a master's degree in art education from Cleveland State University. Michelle is in her 19th year of teaching art. She was born and raised in Cleveland, where she now lives with her husband and two sons. In her spare time, she enjoys sewing her own clothing, making herself jewelry, and creating accessories that are art themed. So welcome, Michelle. We are so happy to have you here today and delve deeper into art education in the art world.
2: Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you having me on.
0: For sure. Um, so I know your bio said that this is your 19th year, and <laughs> yes. that is phenomenal. Let me just say kudos <laughs> to you. Let's start there. Um, <laughs> as what I like to call, uh, I refer to myself oftentimes as a, uh, baby educator. I have not been Uh doing this for 19 years. Um, so, um, when I see educators though, that have, um, definitely just been in the, um, plowing in the field for, um, you know, 15 plus years, it is always phenomenal to me. So I just want to start off there with saying kudos to you. Well, thank you
2: because I, I, I still remember what it's like to be a newbie. I remember, um, my first and second year of teaching were some of the hardest. Mm-hmm. And you often look at these other educators and you're like, how, when, yes. like, am I going to be able to make it? And then you look up and all of a sudden, five years is gone, 10 years are gone. And then <laughs> then it's like, oh, I'm the mentor. I'm the the one that knows things.
0: <laughs> For sure. So For it, sure. it kind of
2: sneaks up on you.
0: Oh my goodness. But I, I think this is um, even more... Um, interesting because I don't think we've had um, an art educator as a guest yet. So I'm super excited just to dive into um, just more of what you do and your experience in the classroom.
2: Right. So um, when I first started teaching, I started in public school and I taught in public school for 15 years. Um, I remember I found out that I had the position um, a week before school was to start. So I am fresh out of college. Wow. And the guy before me that was in my position, um, he stopped by and he was just getting a few things out of the the space. And I said, hey, you know, do you have any pointers for me? You know, I was really nervous. And he was like, oh, they're going to eat you alive. And he, oh. he <laughs> laughed his way out the door.
0: Oh, my, what an intro.
2: <laughs> Confidence booster. So like, okay. <laughs> and and it was it was hard because I was you know in the inner city, um, he was a terrible art teacher, oh, uh, so the kids never really expected to do real art; uh, <gasps> they expected to be babysat. Oh, so it took me a good maybe two years to establish expectations. Um, you know it was. From building from the ground up, because I teach elementary art. So my specialty is about pre-K through seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time you have a fourth, fifth grade student, you expect them to know certain elements and principles. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, They knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a while of having me for a couple years and being in the rotation of building my own curriculum... Um, it got easier and yeah. I became one of the, you know, favorite specials where kids actually looked forward to, and they knew they were going to be creating something that they were going to be
1: proud to take home. Speaking yeah. of building your own curriculum and being a new teacher, do you feel like what you learned in school prepared you for that? Or um, even though the, form- <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping
0: that there was at least a glimmer of hope there. Ah. Oh.
1: And I was gonna say, and even though like the previous art teacher, right, so that that wasn't helpful either, so not having like you know mentors or a master teacher, and just do you feel like looking back on it, that being able to create something from scratch was more rewarding or frustrating? like, do you feel like maybe if there had been some sort of framework for you? So I will say this. The student teaching part
2: definitely gave me a small window into what it would be like on Mm -hmm. the day-to-day. But I will say actual classes, the way they prepare you and show you how to create a lesson plan, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's totally irrelevant. And so I was taught to build this like four or five page lesson plan with objectives and yeah, yeah standards, <laughs> standards <laughs> step by step this is yeah. what i'm gonna do Oof. i mean i think that it's a good idea when you're first starting out to have a general idea of what you're gonna do but the classroom is your best place to yeah. learn um, even as far as just um, managing a classroom, mm. because it's completely different what happens in real life, and when you're dealing with real children versus all of this theory. Yep. Yeah. That they expect you, that they just say, "Oh, this will work." It won't work all the time. Sometimes <laughs> it might. <laughs> mm. um, but you learn from experience. I've I've found that. Yeah. What I also um, was disappointed in was when when I went to art school, um, I never had a strong art teacher. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know the masters that were taught are so important that we need to know. Okay. But then after a while, when I was teaching my own curriculum, I'm like, why do I have to know dead European white guy art? Ooh. Why is that what I'm expected to know and learn and that's what's valued? That is so good. from uh, I would say about five years in, I said you know what? I, I'm, I'm running the ship. I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And I know that I want to see a reflection of myself when I come into the room. I want to know women artists, Black artists, Mm-hmm. Artists that come from various backgrounds. And so I, I set out to expose my students to a variety of different artists, medium, um, so they don't feel so, you know, you ask a kid, well, who's your favorite artist? It's always Vincent Van Gogh or Pablo Picasso. Yeah. Those are the big hits that <laughs> you, you see all the time. For sure. You know, And they just pick that name, because it feels like it's the right answer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my goal is to kind of smash the, the stereotypical art curriculum.
1: And what ways have you, um, so you said you started that like early on, and now that you are in almost 20 years, how mm-hmm. has that like evolved you like what does the evolution look like of you incorporating um more diversity and culturally responsiveness into art
2: so one of the ways that i did that is i chose an area of the world to focus on Mm -hmm. throughout the entire year a lot of um art teachers well first of all they'll they'll focus on seasonal art Mm -hmm. okay Uh, so you'll see the handprint turkey you'll see you know Mm -hmm. just typical stuff that's more craft related Mm -hmm. um but what I wanted to do was I wanted to choose one area and focus on it through the entire school year that way by the by the time we get to the end of the school year the kids really have delved deeply into the styles artists from that region um Mm -hmm along with the elements and principles of line or shape or color theory um, that they're going to need if they really want to become a working artist. Um, So after I started selecting these areas, um, I wanted to start involving my students in the process. Because I would start to get questions like, Well, Miss Mullins, why are we doing this? You know, or I want it to do this. So I want it to involve a, a bit more choice into the situation. And then that gives them ownership mm, over great. what they're actually working on. Okay. So when we're in the thick of it, they can't say, Well, I don't want it. I'm like, Oh, you so <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. Just> you <laughs> you picked this. <laughs> this is th- your
0: doing. <laughs> So um, what
2: I what I do now is I give three strong candidates, three strong options. And usually in spring, I have the entire student body vote on where in the art world that they want to go. Wow. And then I spend the entire summer, you know, doing my research and cultivating projects around the art elements that I want to focus on for each grade level.
0: Wow. That is phenomenal. Just the, the way you work in student choice. Like we hear that a lot. I feel like it's uh kind of a buzz term, right? Like student choice, student center, but you really do. Um, you really have found a way to uh, work in, you know, what they have you presented them options and they've, they've made their choice. So that is phenomenal. I think it's also interesting that you, um, there's this, um, and we've been here at MU, we've been talking a lot about revolutions and, and just kind of these changes and flips. And I'm, I'm seeing that more in the arts, not just um, your um, uh, medium of art, but as, uh, as far as like music, too, where mm-hmm. educators are saying like, OK, we're tired of just teaching Mozart and Bach and Beethoven. We want to infuse us into the curriculum. Why Why is it that we only need to expose children to um, these kind of, uh, these white classical artists, right? And so exactly. um, there's just been, and I've just been noticing this revolution, if you will, of educators really making it a point, um, specialists really making it a point to infuse um, culturally relevant material into what is already given to them, or in your case, what was not given to you. <laughs> so,
2: absolutely, I try to be what I wish I had have had. That's good. And for some reason, um, art art that was created by people of color is seen more as artifacts mm. rather than valued art. Oh, or oh. even the way it's created. Um, for example, um, I brought in a graffiti artist and now it's seen as an art form and respected for what it is, but before it was seen more as you know vandalism mm-hmm. or just street art, you know, hip hop not not valued for anything
1: really. Wow. So when we think about, um, cause we have to keep thinking about it, but when you reflect on the past two years,
2: mm-hmm. what do
1: you feel were sort of like both the opportunities and maybe even some of sort of like the bittersweetness of having to be a specialist during sort of like this pandemic schooling that we're doing?
2: Oh, it was definitely a challenge. So, um, right away if there's any kind of world issue any school issue the specialists are the first to go yep you know we're, we're considered expendable fortunately i'm in a district where they still value the arts and uh i wasn't let go but my room was taken so that put me on a cart i've been in that situation before um but it's not fun and it makes it, it makes it harder to do some of the painting or the messier projects that I would do with kids. Yeah. Um, also, um, my current school is thinking about going back remotely. Um, so there's the challenge of the kids having the supplies they need to yep. create. Yeah. And you would think I'm, I'm in a pretty um, well-to-do um, independent school you would think that they would have any and every supply available to them but that's not always the case
1: it's yeah. strange isn't it I, mm-hmm. well parents a... don't do mess though that's the oh, thing yeah. if you really think about it like the things we um you know expose them to at school in the classroom a lot of people are happy because they're like great now I don't have to take them out in the mud or the snow or you know they're not making play-doh at the house but I'm glad they're making it right
0: slime, <laughs> too. Classroom. Yeah, slime exactly. too they just, they just don't want to do the things no that's that's fair or
2: or I'll, I'll even say I, they need a sharpie marker and they'll think yep. oh, it's a black marker uh check. But nope. No nope. the supplies sharpie. are just as important as the art making.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
2: And and I've had, you know, I've I, I did the whole pandemic online teaching thing and I've seen kids have a meltdown uh, because they didn't have the right tools.
1: Yeah.
2: so, uh, so and, and you know you feel for them but um also in that situation I was able to um pre-pack some supplies and materials that they would need mm. so that's always a challenge
1: did you have to do that for the because you teach multiple grades like I'm, right. I'm stressed out by doing it for one, <laughs> one class but did you have I to do open. that for like every grade level I didn't have to, but I did.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, bless her. Um, Bless
0: bless your heart. I know.
2: And You know, I'm kind of a workhorse. So, you know, stuff like that. I I truly am doing what I was meant to do. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And you know how when you're young, people say, get a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. I'm I'm very self-motivated. However, if they don't pick up the packet... (laughs) yeah after yeah. I spent that time
1: labeling and putting
2: everything that they need that's sure. frustrating.
1: So on average how many students are you talking like both like like what's your like how, how what's the most students you've had
2: um the most was in public and I had about 600 oh, sh- some wow students no. <laughs> Wow because preschool alone I had eight Sections.
1: Wow. Were you the only art teacher? Yes. Oh, (laughs) ouch. So, like, when so I'm okay. I'm I'm like (laughs) taking it all the way back to when I was in school. So, how often? What is that rotation looking like? Like, how often am I having art if I'm a student?
2: Once a week. Um,
1: you're hmm. seeing every
2: class once a week. Every student once a week. Wow,
0: okay, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine my brain is literally
1: like oozing out of my head right now because I'm like, I can't even begin. And and the names,
0: oh, I'm sure. (laughs) What (laughs) let me tell you, I got nine students this year, nine strong first graders. Okay, so I can't imagine
2: learning the names
0: of 600 individuals oh no, you and know 600.
2: some have the nerve to cock their head to the side like it's not so and so it's that you know get attitude
1: with me
0: it's so one like, of me and a 600 of y'all come on
1: God, I used to pride myself on knowing all the students like on our level like that's yeah. like 100 i'd be like i know all the three-year-olds
0: yeah i know right. all
1: the preschoolers i know okay 600 no
0: I know I know everybody on this side of the hallway, and now... That's yeah. like the
1: whole building. That would yeah. be like, I know every child's name yeah. in this wow. building. In yeah, this yeah. yeah. I and barely know teachers' names sometimes, so... Exactly. <sighs> wow. and,
2: and, you know, when I was in public, I was early 20s, mid-30s, and my brain was more fresh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could remember now... You know, you're very recognizable and they'll scream your name. And, oh, so you nice. know, I've learned to use, hey, sweetheart. Yep, there you go. <laughs> hey, buddy. <You> know.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, uh, my she's God. not as sharp as
2: she used to be.
1: <laughs> that is. Yeah. And I guess the other part about that that we talk about too is being in the spaces where there's not many of us, if mm-hmm. there's more than one of us. And so uh-huh. just. You know, I used to pride myself on kind of like knowing our babies, like knowing the brown babies and them knowing me and me speaking to them, even if I didn't have them in a class or had no interaction with them. And so that also is a level of um, just sort of accountability and responsibility that we have also as well as just this like looking out for
2: our building that intimacy where, you know, because you have to build a relationship with. Yep. Your students before they can trust you to teach them anything.
0: Yep, it's true. Um,
2: so, yeah, and, and what does help as a specialist teacher? It's it's a it's a bonus and it's also a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> is the more years I have them, you know, it's not like we have a year and we're done, right? You know, I see you as I see you grow from. A kindergartner to a first grader to a second grader. Yeah. So I'm building that rapport every the longer and longer you I spend time at that particular school. So I've heard classroom teachers say, "Oh, thank goodness, it's the years." (laughs) 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 Adios (laughs) to so and so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, you're like, "Oh, see you next year." (laughs) Oh
2: God. We're in the long haul. (laughs) So by the time you know, fifth grade or, or I used to teach until sixth grade, uh, before I left that public school, uh, then it's, it's really like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness, 20 years. Have you had like any, um, any students come back or have you had like, anyone go on to work in the arts like do you keep up with anyone or do they keep up with you
2: so i've written several letters of recommendation for the school of the arts here in cleveland
1: wow um,
2: i've actually and when i was teaching in public school i've taught my students children That's wow interesting because in hmm. the urban situation we tend to start families a little earlier than others mm-hmm. um I've had <laughs> I love it when I have interactions. I was at the gas station one time and <laughs> I was just filling up and uh this big he had to be like 6'3", three, uh some pounds, tatted up, you know, just hard looking dude <laughs> screams my name, Miss Ball's made. <laughs> and uh I look up and he's running toward me, picking me up swings me around um, and just gives me the biggest warmest hug and you know oh. meanwhile you know the white folks are looking <laughs> like what is happening here world, you know type mm. of thing and uh, he's like I still have that mug that we made oh. and such and such. my grandma has that on her fireplace oh. and, you know you, you when you build that relationship yeah, you don't see that that child that once was and how those little things matter and i i just i love it i love it that i have this inside window that nobody else may never see you know
0: oh my goodness that has to be just like because i know what that feels like when i have uh students (laughs) that have you know gone on and they come back and they're just like oh or you return to a school and and right. they remember you and things. But I just the connection through the arts, I think, is a um, is a special one for sure. Like, I still remember my elementary school. Um, art teacher like I've been trying to find she was she was older Uh um, when I was in elementary school and so I've honestly I've been trying to like find her I remember her first and last name so I've been trying to like (laughs) see if she's like on Facebook or you know see if I can just find her because I remember she gave me my first exposure to an exacto knife like I was in seventh grade like shaking I remember her giving the spiel about you know how sharp and all the things but I remember like sitting in the art room and the smell of the paint, and like using an exacto knife for the first time—it's mm-hmm. those um, those memories. So, like, you guys are so important. Like, yeah, classroom teachers, of course, we we do what we do. But right. it's the the specialist for me, and I've and this has just grown for me just over the years, um, the appreciation for specialists, just because mm-hmm. you guys are learning 700 plus names. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you know, like you get to see see the students in elements that we don't necessarily get to see.
2: Right. Um, and I feel so bad when I, like, I, I will run into kids at Walmart, you know, and they're working or, you know, in the drive through getting takeout and of course they recognize me and I hate when I can't remember their names. Yeah. Um because it has been 20 years. So yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know how many kids that I've <laughs> taught or seen over that span.
0: That is yeah that's that's phenomenal for sure.
2: Do you
1: mm-hmm. think this is something you see yourself like retiring from like doing to
2: the end, I get I often get asked that question. I don't think that I could be a teacher if I couldn't teach art. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like you have to be very passionate about your subject matter. Mm-hmm. and there's nothing else that I'm more passionate about um, than that. You know, over the years i've I've created little sayings to help students you know know how to hold a paintbrush or we sure um, have, <laughs> you know, just walk into the space, or even just get their brain around the fact that yes, you are an artist. If you are creating, you're an artist, um, and we use our materials a certain way. You respect your tools of the trade. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do it as long as I as long as I can. <laughs>
1: I mean, you are amazing at it. My my, you are my classes' teacher, and um, <laughs> they give me the business because I do have an art background, and I, you know, with the Raise your Amelia approach, I love to incorporate that. But whenever I try to say something, they kind of are just like, "We know, we already know, <laughs> we got it, we know what we're doing." Um, and like you said, I mean, these are students you've had for several years. So they definitely are like we, we gotta you know you don't need to be the art teacher you just teach us how to read and we'll do art <laughs> and art <laughs> thanks, um, but yes yeah, definitely a beautiful thing to see and and like you said I'm I'm grateful that I've been in spaces where we do still have those things because like Sky said that was such an important part of. My education, and I can't imagine what school would have been like without music or yep. art and yep. having I mean, that opportunity and that balance. Skills, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Transferable. Yeah, and you
1: can't just be in academics. It's, I mean, it's even like when we think about our real lives, like you can't just work. You mm-hmm. have to do like some other things or things that you're passionate about or bring you joy. And so, you know, when I hear about different programs being cut, I'm like, that's why these kids are struggling because. They're just doing academics all day, and that no that outlet. cannot be healthy.
0: <laughs> yep, there's no outlet. They need yeah, to, I, yeah.
2: I love that meme from uh, the Temptations uh, when it's like, "They, com- nobody's coming to see you, Otis." <laughs> That's I... How I feel about you know, nobody's coming for the math, reading, and spelling.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're
2: coming for art. They're coming for PE. Yep.
0: But,
2: <laughs> They're coming for the, the the engaging stuff. I mean, yep. I'm sure. I know. I've seen phenomenal teachers that are so engaging. But, I mean, who wants to watch the, a movie, you know, if there's no color or there's no sound to yep. it or yeah. there's no
1: snacks? <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> you know? Don't forget the snacks. You're right. It's like, it's... Oh, this is nice, but.
0: Or even watching die? your watching your favorite team play, right? Like that's uh-huh. like PE is your introduction to you know Devils. yeah, absolutely. So it's it's no like you guys are so important, and I yeah I it's when you mentioned earlier about you having to like shift to a cart and things, I instantly thought about the specialists in my school. I too work uh-huh. at an independent school um, on the East Coast and. Just the um, the specialists were so appreciative last year because they were on carts, all of them. The science teacher, the the art teacher, the music, they all had like carts, and they were they were they would say, "Can I just store this in the back of your room? Can I have mm-hmm. this corner, you know, while I'm with you for the two week rotation and things of that nature?" And so I'm like, "Yes, please!" Like my casa, su- <laughs> mi casa, su casa. Um, just knowing that like they were put out. I'm so glad to
2: hear that you're open like that because a lot of classroom teachers are not you know they are not accommodating and fortunately this year I do have a temporary space um, that I've kind of converted into a creative spot Um, and I'm just so thankful for that little piece of something I have no storage but (laughs) <laughs> I'm not, you know. Yeah. Flashing paint You're from room to room. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. No, I, I, you know, our art teacher, she would say, um, she'd warn me. She'd say, this project is is messy today, and I'm like, please, they need it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we have, we have, uh, Clorox wipes. We can yeah. get it cleaned up. Just, you know how to clean. Yes. Let them live their lives. If I come back and it's paint from the ceiling to the floor, I don't care. Just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please enjoy the time let them enjoy the time so no um I I definitely understand where you were coming from when you were saying just to see
2: it um right and this year we're not able to use clay and I mean you say clay to a kid yeah and that is just joy (laughs) from ear to ear they're like (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah it's it's a big deal for them so i I mean i've tried to substitute in other ways by providing model magic um i don't love air dry clay because it usually crumbles after a while Mm yeah um but uh you know i do what i can to give them as much much exposure to different ways of making art as i possibly can because a lot of kids that cannot draw well um, they get uh, really anxious about or trepidation about coming to class and um, they may not be able to draw but they're really great with mixing color or they can collage the heck out of something you know or they have really big ideas so I want everybody to have a chance to shine in their own way and they never know what that's going to be unless they are experienced to different ways of creating.
1: Yeah, when I hear you talk about that, and I'm sure you probably had to collaborate with other art educators and we all had to like, it was a season of collaboration as we tried to move through this um, pandemic school. Do -hmm. you feel like there's going to be, how is that sort of like maybe, changed or shifted things, knowing, like you said, for example, if I'm having to do something at home or even having to modify to be teaching virtually. So mm-hmm. th- how do you think that may um, affect things moving forward, just edu- our education-wise? Um,
2: <laughs> well, honestly, I don't like collaborating. Oh, okay, I probably uh <laughs> get my hand smacked on that one um, because I work in a very specific type of way, mm-hmm. and um a lot of people that don't have an arts background like Kamisha, you know what goes into you know creating a lesson. a lot of times my least favorite phrase is oh, can we just do this right quick? Mm. Like the consideration of yeah. what I do isn't always well thought out. Um, the time that it takes, um, even just the time to daydream because I think that's super important mm. to making a really fun and creative lesson. Um, so I don't know if I'm answering your question, but honestly, I don't know. I don't know uh, where I'm going. Right now, uh, my students are doing a um, a unit on where in the art world is Carmen Sandiego. Diego.
0: Oh, that's cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So we have been visiting country to country. Uh, they've been getting clues from the chief. It's been so fun. I mean, they oh, are... So- talk about engaged students they are invested mm. <laughs> they I have their it. own little passports oh. um, so i don't know how i'm going to make that work in a home remote mm. situation yet yeah you got it um so it's something that I'm, I'm i'm constantly thinking about while we're on winter break um especially since I, the, the area of study that we're in right now, one of my rotations has already completed that.
1: Okay. Uh-huh.
2: Um, maybe I should explain how our ro- rotations go. Um, so because of the pandemic, uh, my current school ha- has created four rotations. So I see every grade level K through five for three weeks straight every day Mm. and so um, after that three weeks is over I see the next rotation of students got it yeah okay so if that makes sense I've already had one rotation of students they've had their three weeks they've they've explored this area of study and now I have started my second rotation and I I want it to be equitable for each rotation Mm
0: -hmm. for sure
2: um, and it won't be if they don't have the same materials and access that the first rotation did. Yep. That's so, tricky. It's always a challenge.
0: <laughs> that is tricky for sure. I know, um, going back just a little bit earlier, um, you talked about, um, infusing, um, people that look like you into your curriculum, mm-hmm. um, did you ever run into um, like pushback from that? Was it ever um, uh, issues surrounding um, just your choices of, it, of making your lessons uh, culturally relevant?
2: Well, um, I've been teaching at my current school for four years. Okay. And it is not, um, it doesn't have as many people of color as when I taught in public school. Okay. I find that when you have more people of color, there's more openness to learning different things, areas of study, um, learning different cultures. Um, I think that maybe because it's becoming more of a trend to be diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and to dig a little deeper, that my current school has been open to what I do. Okay. But I have had instances where my choices have been questioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm specifically remembering um, one year we were focusing on Australia. Mm-hmm. So not only did we um, focus on Aboriginal art, but we also... Studied, you know, Australian characters in history. Um, And we learned about Ned Kelly, who was a vigilante. He was kind of like a Robin Hood type character. Mm -hmm. And one of the third grade teachers hadn't, we were um, using, making landscapes and we were um, creating Ned Kelly um, on his various famous rides where he had constructed an entire art. suit of armor out of uh, metal buckets, tin buckets. And uh, he would typically carry a, a, a rifle. And the kids had a rifle in their art, and the teacher felt like that was inappropriate, and how could I, you know, I was mm-hmm. promoting gun violence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've, I've run into situations, but Um, what wasn't cool about that situation for me was instead of coming to me directly and asking Mm -hmm. if they had questions about what we were doing, they went over me to administration.
1: Yep. Can I speak to a manager? Um,
2: yeah. And, uh, nothing happened. I mean, administration knew what I was doing. Yeah. But I felt like it was important for me to set them down and say, hey, look, I heard through the grapevine. I'm a very approachable person, and I feel like it's my duty to present diverse characters, not just of um, of color, but of socioeconomic status, of, you know, to challenge the kids, because we would have discussions about do you think he was a vigilante? Do you think this was right? Would would you do something illegal to feed your family? Yeah. Um, and I think that's important for kids to 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 talk about.
0: Wow, that <laughs> instead that is I, it's just baffling to me that instead of just going to your colleague and saying, hey. Um, this is, these are my feelings about this. Can you tell me more, right? Like there's a way to express how you feel. Nobody's saying that the feelings were invalid, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a matter of saying, hey, this is, um, I feel like this is X, Y, and Z. Can you tell me more, right? Because mm-hmm. clearly there was a lack of understanding there, but you didn't have to jump all the way up to the top. That was-
2: <laughs> okay. The way I felt about it too, but you know, whenever you try to do something different, yeah, and you know, you're going to get pushback from someone, yeah, because it's not what they're used to seeing. You know they they want to see a you know a happy pumpkin with a you know a jack o' lantern face or you know art that they're used to seeing kids create. Yep. And you know. I think now that I've been there for a while, they they know that they're not going to see the norm. Yeah. Yeah, the crafting.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. No hand turkeys here.
2: No. <laughs> no. We're not doing a hand turkey. I mean, That's I'll do it with my don't. own. You can do that at home. For sure. No. No shade on the hand turkey. But, <laughs> but, but we've got you know, we've got more deeper art to to delve into.
1: Absolutely. I don't like, think I have any more questions. I don't
0: this has been good though.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, good, good. I'm go thank ahead. you, Michelle.
0: Yes, this has been just um eye-opening for sure, just to get the perspective of a specialist, um, an educator that's not a standard classroom teacher. Oh, been... yeah,
2: I could like go on and on and give you some stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can give us some stories. Like
2: how I've classroom teachers stealing my supplies <laughs> what oh my goodness <laughs> I've had to establish you know um, boundaries boundaries saying you know um, I order for the students I have a set amount especially when budget was more of a an issue for sure um, and there would be years where I would stockpile because I knew I wanted to do a certain lesson and for you to come when because you know I'm out that day, um, and to sneak into you know, ransack my supplies. Oh, I was heated.
0: Oh, I'm sure. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Messy. That's not okay. <laughs> Messy. My word. And it's I. I think though, like that speaks to possibly right like the level of respect or like the the way that they view what you do mm-hmm. like you you're not just gonna walk into the admin's office and just start taking felt pins like right you, you, you're not gonna do that you know yeah. <laughs> and so they're the same level of respect right like you would have for that admin you should definitely have for your fellow teacher no matter what they teach like exactly. i respect the pe teachers the same way i respect the eighth grade math teacher invite like we are all educators in here with the same goal Mm -hmm. our approach to the goal is obviously different but it's all the same goal it's to you know educate the children and to help them be their their best selves and so for you to disrespect me by coming in and just taking my like that's not okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not okay
2: i mean i've had principles where um i've always been about putting up the art that kids make, for because sure. that's what art is made for. It's meant to be looked at. Um, And the principal was like, oh, I can't wait to see you in five years. You ain't going to be doing any of this shit. What? And I was like, oh, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And because, you know, when I would put things up, and because those kids were not used to it, they would rip it down. Yeah. You know, it was a constant battle of getting them to respect their own art. Yeah. Hmm. And then, you know, consistency and even just building that in the classroom where um, we, we spent a good week on this. I'm proud of this. I want it up. I want people to say, ooh, who made that? Yeah. You know, and their name is on it. And then after a while, it wasn't an issue. You know, you got kids putting back up the stuff like... <laughs> get off the wall.
0: Love it. Love it. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. Like commission mentioned earlier, those, those, the kids they're learning art, but it's, they're certainly learning transferable skills, Mm -hmm. right. Respecting things that you being proud of, you know, what you've, what you've worked hard on for sure.
1: Michelle, would you ever consider going back and educating future art educators? yeah i would love to
2: do that um because i think that like you were, the question you were asking me about just do you think your art education prepared you for the real world i would want to be that teacher that gave real world you know what i'm saying like very tactile like this is what you week one this is what you need to do yeah um because I really felt that I was thrown into the lion's den and I really had to learn on the job because there would be days where I would just come home bawling, crying, like, Mm. I don't know what to do. You know, (laughs) they just tear up everything and, you know, time, you know, you have to, you cannot let your expectations waver. Um, and, you know, eventually you're just, you look up and you're like, oh, it's working. It's yeah. working.
0: <laughs> I, I've i had some of those moments myself where, you know, you you keep doing the same thing over and over again, hoping that it'll stick. And one day
2: it does. Uh-huh. Or when you get other kids schooling kids about your expectations. It's and true. You're like, woo! That's how you know you've done
0: it. You've done a great work. <laughs> right. That's how you know. It's true. That is true. Well, thank you so much. This has been Absolutely. phenomenal. Um, just to hear your perspective and your expertise. Um, and I'm sure the listeners will enjoy this, too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah,
1: it was nice chatting with you, <laughs> Scottie, and meeting you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Indeed. Thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. Hope you gathered some great notes from this episode. As always, I'm Kamisha.
0: I'm Sky. School is in session.